0: Hi everyone, I'm Mamsa. And I'm Portia. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant. Wonderland Stan Podcast.
1: Hey Gnomes. Hey Portia. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing?
0: I'm okay. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I am excited to... It's almost, I kind of feel like this episode is a follow-on to our last episode because we're remaining within the, I don't know, these folks aren't scammers per se. They are folks who, I mean, arguably they're scammers,
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who
1: chose to build big businesses and they were super pumped about it <laughs> and they were like, well, we better drop out because otherwise we're going to crash. i did it (laughs) for those who aren't following on why i'm so excited about my work today this week we're going to talk about the three dramatizations of the sagas at Theranos with the dropout that's on Hulu starring Amanda Seyfried and she plays Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos Infamy and then we're also going to talk about Super Pumped which is one of our favorites starring (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt that's about the battle for Uber and then finally we'll talk about We Crashed which is I mean, I I think they were on purpose trying to make a comedy as well. So I am going to call it the one hour sitcom called We Crashed on <laughs> Apple TV, which has Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway starring as uh, the Newmans. Adam Newman, uh, CEO of We Crashed, and uh, Rebecca Newman. Why? The
0: soul of the company. Soul
1: of the company, <laughs> inspiration, I don't know, mission designer, muse. consciousness raiser, muse. First, not really anything. And then branch, planning officer, eventually co founder. Although, how you co found after it's been founded is quite interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, uh, CEO of We Grow, which was about an evolution in. It's education the early childhood education which is a pretty ambitious project to take on but anyway there we are um, where would you like to begin my dear co-host
0: let's begin with my very favorites the drop house all right Well, sure i mean we, when we started watching this i was obsessed with the show obsessed from the very beginning amanda sufri did a fantastic job i felt i think it was just well acted well yes. dramatized they were able to capture parts of elizabeth and still keep her as enigmatic as i think she is like you were getting to know her but also not at all
1: absolutely i think it was <laughs> it was just so well done. I think, especially considering, I think there's about at least three, like two full length ones. And then I think a third, that's some sort of serified thing or, or like mm-hmm. a 60 minutes reporting on Theranos, the news coverage was beyond. So it's a story that you're very, very well acquainted with. So I was interested to see how they did it. I remember one of the critiques I had, and I think I mentioned it on the Inventing Anna episode, but I heard it from another podcaster who was talking about how Inventing Anna just went so quickly they wanted to go through the whole story whereas it could have maybe yes. been multiple seasons about this particular like while she was defrauding like say the lady that she was yeah. living with you know what I mean yes. like that would have been interesting to play out in the day-to-day over time and get more granular because you did Julia Garner did a great job but you did get a very somewhat like the children's story version of the story now yes. I'm, cu- I'm coming at you here from left field because last night <laughs> I was listening <laughs> to a podcast with a jewish scholar of the midrashic tradition she studies the hebrew bible and the way that jewish scholars study it is you i'm going to be describing this completely wrong everybody go look up midrash so you get the right thing but essentially (laughs) they have a very inquisitive approach and asking questions approach to these huge biblical narratives and she was talking about the story of moses basically the exodus so she was talking about how there's the here are the good guys here is the persecutor and eventually the good guys rejoice and the bad guy gets his comeuppance Mm -hmm. and she calls that like that's not a very adult story and what she looks for is the particularities Mm -hmm. of rapture which is a line from a poem that's another thing so what i enjoyed about this show the dropout is it got into the particularity of Mm -hmm. um the rupture so to speak maybe not rapture you Mm -hmm. know what i mean (laughs) you really got to see her have this idea about herself, pursue it. And then in the part where things were starting to like fray at the seams Mm. and panic, have to convince people to stay in the situation when they're holding people back. The fact that you got so many of those moments, so many of the particularities Mm. of the issue, I think is what made this show great. And that it it really did take the time with every sort of pivotal character in the show to... Get it to try and get into their psyche to, to you you go into their you can see in their eyes the young man's grandfather, forget Tyler. General Matters Tyler, Tyler No 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 not General matter Tyler Schultz and his Schultz, his, yes. his Schultz. Grand, grandpa Schultz. Yes, and he, also his grandmother, like her positionality in the situation. The you know? And
0: yeah.
1: for Sunny and especially obviously for Elizabeth, you really see the machinations of their mind. Those scenes with Amanda staring in the mirror, practicing her voice. I just think they did a great job of trying to be a little more granular about this could be very children's story. Lady lied, she got caught at the end.
0: I agree with you. And I also felt I really enjoyed that they went back to her college days. And uh-huh. to where they spoke about where she was, where she talks about having been sexually assaulted at that party, the one party she decides to go to. And then when her mom tells her to, you need to push this down because it, to- it told, it, it did a humanizing that I think was important, Yeah, but it was the beginning of a humanizing in that it didn't end there. All her quirks yeah. and all those little granular yeah. things you're talking about, I think it made her a person. Whereas I felt right. the Travis and Adam Newman depiction, it, it they feel like characters. Where yeah. Yeah. I feel Elizabeth Extreme does, characters too. yeah, and,
1: you know, male character. It's funny because I always think that's somewhat true to life, but at the same time, could have a little bit more nuance to it, you know.
0: And again, I think <laughs> watching it, I just felt like. A part of me believes that she truly thought that they were going to get there yeah like well that they were yeah, going so is, to get there and yeah yeah the other part of me is also a way that she knew that they had to they were scamming people in the meantime
1: yeah yeah and what's funny is this is not an uncommon practice oftentimes especially with situations pharmaceutical situations where you require investment in research and development you mm-hmm. are investing in a possibility you know and then it becomes a question about what point should you be responsible and not just keep on trying to build hype because i completely get being justified and in this specific particular case of the dropout like you had been told in college this is simply not viable at this time or any time in the future to get a bunch of results from one (laughs) drop of blood like Not, not in this lifetime, you know, like, I don't know what you want to invent to maybe get us there, but to go around telling people that that's (laughs) what you're going to be doing right now is it's, it's just not, you know, and then then what I learned a lot from this show too, was about, same with Super Pumped definitely we crashed was about the, the legal structures that we have you know and as lawyers as well like how you can mm. hide so much behind these are trade secrets uh we want you to disclose. Right? you I, I don't know much about it i have to be upfront and say like i haven't gotten deep into mm. trade secret law and what the parameters are here and there but it seems like you can just claim trade secret and go hide <laughs>
0: Yeah. I think it was very particular to Theranos because of the fact yeah. that they were dealing with actual IP. You know, there's no intellectual property involved in a we work so to speak. Like, you know, making a space, um a workspace is not specifically uh there's no s- trade secret so to speak. But when you are inventing yeah. something, there is an intellectual sure. property. They are, and they are they are putting out patents left right and center. Um there yeah. is I think there was a veil behind which she could hide specifically under the guise of big pharma doesn't want this development. And because of that, we are going to keep this veiled as long as possible because we don't want this to get out and then, you know, that we don't want them to stamp us out or whatever. And I think it's specific to the fact that she's dealing with intellectual property patents, you know, there are actual trade secrets. But Even she's putting a, her name
1: on patents when she really doesn't do it? Like of course. She,
0: I mean, she was a she was a liar.
1: Corporate deals with <laughs> Walmart and she really doesn't have a product. Like,
0: you know, this and is, I think that's the thing. She was able yeah. to get away with a lot of things, specifically, I think, because of the area which she had chosen. And of course, because of we spoke about it in the inventing Anna one, like the people just needed they really needed a story to believe in and her story yeah. is so compelling diagnostics right. um yeah. to be able to get to a place where people know that they're sick before they're even really sick and mm. then to eradicate that for that is so compelling and people want to believe that and then of course you look yeah. like her she's pretty she's amiable like all of that she's weird in the sense that like she's she's not um, a people's person she's not yeah Not being a people's person is not weird. But what I mean is like, she's quirky, but she is someone who can stand and be in front of these people. And in the beginning, she was so unconcerned about her image. It was believable. You know what I mean? It felt like she really believes stuff. And yes, we're making something great. And the way um, Amanda Seyfried did this was just, oh, it was, I Give her all the way. I mean, she was absolutely incredible. It.
1: And she did she did humanize her. I also liked the the style of the show. Oh, I also my favorite thing was probably the pacing because I am very yes, impressed by agreed. the fact that they managed to tell such a detailed story in ten episodes. It felt like a long story, but each episode felt like it still felt like the action kept moving at a pace that was keeping yeah. your interest, you know. I would say the action in Super Pumped and We Crash moved actually a little fast for me. To keep I a hundred
0: percent agree with that. You know, yeah, right? I felt because they were sick. trying
1: to, to to like really pack it in, and for some reason, in the same amount of episodes, pretty much like it. Well, they each had: Superbomb had seven, We Crash had eight, and Dropout had ten. So I guess they did yeah. have a bit more space. But yeah, it's very interesting to look at how, in all three stories, ambition is is what was driving. I just think it's still interesting that Elizabeth masculinized herself a lot and also pushed for more than she could eat because that was sort of the expectation and the stereotype that's rewarded in Silicon Mm -hmm. Valley. And then to watch these two stereotypical, um, Mm -hmm. I think Adam Newman of We Crashed riding higher on Charm. Than let's say Travis, Travis writing on pure aggression. It's interesting that in common, there's a lot of militaristic language between the two men about Mm. crashing the competition, taking over, you know, basically having, you know, empire like ambitions for their whatever their disruption is, you know what I mean? Um, Yes. And to watch them both essentially lose but be rewarded for it and Shh. elizabeth's going to jail <sighs> right to jail straight Can to we jail. Talk about that? she's going she's <laughs> going to go to jail family. and you know at first i was like i went i was going straight down the line you know of like well this is classic we know the isms at play here you know what i mean yeah however and they are still at play because i heard scott galloway who's depicted in the we crashed show he's the guy who first interviews him And then later is sort of the guy talking who writes the, uh, who sees the S1 and is like, what the F? this is you know and it basically precipitates everything so this the the real life man um Mm -hmm. also hosted an accompanying podcast to the show that was like short little bits interviewing folks involved with the show and him and the creator of the show actually discussed he brought it up he said it's interesting to look at the situation with Elizabeth is going to jail you know Adam got so much money and is probably going to be fine and it was an issue of who, who were the victims in this situation. He basically theorized that the fact that Masa, who's all, he's like in mm. Asia, he's the one who's in charge of SoftBank, basically was like, I just want to save my company, get rid of this guy, I don't care. He didn't want to bring the weight down, you know, of mm. everything on him. He didn't want to like attack Adam all the way. Um, whereas in this situation, all the powerful white men that had been made a fool of by uh, mm. Elizabeth, there's no way that she was not going to get like, quote unquote, punished.
0: I agree. And I also have to say though, I do believe what Elizabeth did was more egregious than all of them because, yeah, yeah. you know, we spoke about in the beginning that like, where is the, of course there's the bravado, in, you know, you, you want to get your thing out there. So you are, you know, fake it till you make it at some state at some, on some level, but there is a way, you know, the question of where's the line, where do you stop? Yeah. You stop at, don't put it, don't test it on people,
1: people. Um, yeah
0: and give them th- results which are unreliable 100%. don't actually yeah. partner with a supermarket it, and just that, get the people yeah. and and what's more for me is that uber and WeWork are actually real yeah there are uber drivers there is an app we work there are offices there are whereas theranos i mean the WeWork was the most over um, valued company right. whereas the, the, theranos had yeah. zero value
1: i agree with you Yeah, they overvalued things. I mean, Project Greyhound or whatever they called it in Uber, where they were following lawmakers. Project Greyball, exactly. And, you know, people in the show are like, is this strictly legal? I feel like these people, when they make these grand mistakes and these awful unethical things, what happens is people get together and say, okay, what is the least way we can punish you? For this, what is the the easiest charge we can bring? Not the right charge to yes, you know, bring and the I do agree with you. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And I also agree in that, like specifically with men, I think men can get away with a lot more. Um, They're allowed to but make I think,
1: Like what you said last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I also think though, if Theranos was a real thing, like if they came up with the Edison and uh, an it actually actress. worked, yeah. yeah, I think they would have just gotten rid of Elizabeth and sunny and they would have carried on in the way they did with Uber and the way they did with I think there was too much money at play, yeah. they have to let it go quietly. And specifically, if you're the guy, if you're the man who created all the stuff, a lot of yeah. the men around you are going to give you credence. They're going to give you the benefit yeah. of the doubt because you did create this thing that was, you know, yeah. that's so successful. Whereas I think the problem with Elizabeth is that she failed. Had she succeeded, I think we would be talking about something different. Obviously, obviously, we'd be talking about something. I mean, we're getting a little
1: bit away from the shows themselves. And getting yeah, into the yeah. Weeds of things here. Here. But uh, so, yeah. on, staying on the dropout, though, there was the interesting element of, I mean, well, across the show, the music was kind of an uh, interesting choice because I think all of them used music as devices for both sort of representing the irony of the situation these people found them in and mm-hmm. also as markers for time.
0: Yes, to take yes, us yes, back
1: yes. to those years like remembering it's so funny because hearing roar on we crash really sound the katie perry song i've got the eye of eye the, of time. the time. i was like oh wow did we really sing that out loud and feel yes. like it It feels like it like a children's show type song but it really I was know. like the vibe but of it was the an time, anthem. you know yeah yeah Oops. yeah 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 yes yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I was just wondering I, yeah. what you, what you thought about music choices and then for the dropout in particular, or I guess you could talk about anything. What was some key scenes, some of your favorite moments?
0: Musically speaking, I loved in the beginning when she was driving in the car and she's going to those dusty old offices and she's playing Missy Elliott. We run this. I think it was in the car or it was in the office where she was dancing. Loved yeah. it, obsessed, especially because I was like, oh my word, I haven't heard the song in such a long time. And I love that song. Even uh when she was dancing in the office, um, the new offices with uh for Sunny and she was dancing to Lil Wayne's How to Love, I was living for it so much. Yes, <laughs> because yes, I agree. And I think the you know the produ- the whoever the show people were were really successful and I read they spoke about like they, what they wanted to do was the, with the music was take you back to that time but with songs that you weren't you know overhearing you you didn't you hadn't grown, gone, grown tired of those songs yet. So I really loved that. I just want to quickly talk about a key scene that isn't musically related but just like one of my key or favorite scenes was the last episode. There were two, actually. The first one where Elizabeth and Sunny, and they had such an interesting relationship. And I think that was so well explored in the show. He was much older than her. Starting, she was so yeah, she was just out of high school when they met. Then forming a relationship, and then forming a, rela- a romantic relationship, and then becoming business partners. And there was that scene at the end. He had been speaking to his lawyers. Yes. And she confronts him about having been speaking to the lawyer and he, and she's like, you met me when I was so young. And she's basically almost accusing him of having groomed her. Which um, is,
1: I ha- that, that is the, the, by far, it's my favorite scene by far because I had been able to, I guess, I don't know, like, float through the show without necessarily being emotionally affected and I'm very easily emotionally affected even Mm -hmm. in the scenes that were clearly being played to that and that one scared the crap out of me like that one was tense in a way that I haven't seen tension and it it was intense with music I do believe there was some background Mm. sound but it wasn't like um, you know how often there's the emotion being acted out and then yes, there's like yes. that extra wave of like background music or some sound or something that's like forcing you into the energy I was there yeah. with them, I couldn't hear anything in my own house, in my own body in my own head, <laughs> just that confrontation was so tense and I just it thought was it was heightened like magnificent it came at the right time so it was like kind of a crescendo moment and yep. I was, up until that time I thought Sunny was not really working with a lot, he was being a sort of one dimensional character but from that moment i felt like i really saw him bringing
0: his a game which is great Mm, and and just like and and her almost saying that she's gonna she'll be able to say that she was impressionable in a sense that he led this whole thing it was some fine acting and then the other one was when they were breaking up and she was packing all her stuff and he said and she's like you said this is your home that it's in your name and she's leaving and he's going after her and she's like what are you gonna tell them and he's like I won't throw you under the bus and it was just the whole relationship all through the season just it was and then my other favorite scene was where the lawyer Right to the end, is busy talking to Uh, her, and she's smiling, and she's she's just she's glowing. I have a boyfriend now. Yes, yeah
1: (laughs) I my MVP, the real MVP for me is the lawyer. She was just incredible. She is so funny. She is. It's Michaela Watkins. If anybody knows her, she's she's one of those actresses who's in a lot of things, but you can like. I don't know I don't want to say She's not memorable Because she is But her her name doesn't You know what I mean Pop into your head But she's always over there Being so so funny She used to be A Saturday Night Live actress She was on this show Called Bad Therapy That was pretty good She's And she just plays This lawyer Who is like I'm here to do my job I'm in house counsel Everything is wrong And shady (laughs) But I'm going to try my best And every time They'd be like Can we lock them out Of the the, You know Like the the regulators Who have to come And monitor the labs And then she's like Oh maybe we just Leave him there He might go away she's like I would advise against Um, that like you know what is is she supposed to say to these people so she was good yeah we she was fantastic I just want to do
0: one other honorable mention of Lisa Gay Hamilton and she was the editor for the reporter who did the 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 actual article I loved her she was fantastic she's also been in many things um she was so good when she did that analogy with the fishing and it was pow, 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 pow. Oh my God, Fantastic. she's
1: great. She did, she did show up as uh, a placeholder type, like I'm the editor yeah. at the paper and I'm just a, a casual black lady who tells you, you got to have your dots, eye, what are your, your eyes dotted and te- your teeth yeah. crossed. <laughs> And then she just tells this haunting tale about this bloody fishing expedition. And that's how you've <laughs> got to approach the story. And you're like, where did you come from? <laughs> yep,
0: yep, Love She's great. she's great.
1: Yeah. And speaking of relationships, uh, we'll just skip around and meet super pumped somewhere in the middle. In many, many ways, We Crashed was about Rebecca and Adam's odd relationship. Like one of the things that you don't see a lot that I would have been interested to. I mean, it's implied in the show that she's got a lot of help, you know, in her rich house, she's got nannies and stuff like that but they did have five children within a very short period of time. So Rebecca was momming hard. There's a part of me that's very impressed with her capacity she, for being involved in things,
0: you know? Yeah, she was mumming hard. And I mean, of course there were times when they would sit, like, like you say, they'd send the kids away to the Hamptons. They would not be with the kids, but yeah. she was, I'm like, where were all these children? <laughs> she was just, you know what the, the thing about these two, the the Newmans was for me. A lot of this felt like we crashed. Was his love letter to Rebecca? You know, he was yeah. constantly like this. I'm doing this for you. There is a sense in which he felt like he was doing it for her. Of course, he was doing it for himself and that selfish ambition for himself. But yeah. there was a there was a sense in which it felt like this was about the two of them and their relationship, even from the beginning. Like where she said to him, "Like you're full of crap." You need to find something that you're actually really passionate about, blah, blah, blah. And that was a great speech because look, he did form something fantastic. Yeah. The one, I'm just going to quickly jump to one of the key scenes for me was, and then there's another one I'll speak about later, but was when he said to her, you have done nothing. When he was really upset, like oh, you, you yeah. did nothing. I gave you the school. I gave all of that stuff. And when she then says to him, you built this by yourself. There was mm. no way you were going to build this without me. And 100%, mm. I agree. There was no way I think Adam Newman was going to be Adam Newman without Rebecca Newman. That stuff we should spoke about at um, summer camp. And again, their relationship was so interesting. Like it just came out everywhere where she speaks yeah. about how the, the wife's place is to stand behind her, well, not, well, to like basically pump up the man, her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, yeah, because that that's what she. But then she, she gets the uh, yeah, she gets a little bit. I mean, I think that's why the creator is really censor, censored, centered, the relationship because in many ways, without meeting Rebecca, Adam never becomes Adam, and I can completely yeah. understand Rebecca's rancor. At even today, if you type Rebecca and you type in Newman and you Google it, it comes up Adam Newman's wife. She's yep. still not Rebecca Newman in her own right for, yep. and, and so I can see how that's frustrating when Adam Newman is known for the thing that you you inspired and helped him to create. Mm. I mean, you know, he was making baby clothes with knee pads, you know? It, it, like he, was he was making the heels.
0: Collapsible heels that were
1: injuring women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it, it's complicated. At the same time, I know these people who watch and then you, they come to it very much like, shut up, like don't bring spirituality into capitalism. Like that's, that's a hard, that's a wrong crossover. That's how you get into these wild situations. And for me, I think it was just a matter of ambition. Like Adam, why do you, things take time to build. And I personally understood or understand still what they thought they were doing, Mm -hmm. even though they really weren't doing that. Guys, you have to acknowledge on some level that you rent desks. I understand yes. that you want there to be a communal feeling that this can fits into a larger vision that you have of how, how we do work in the world. Because yeah, these ugly fluorescent lights that are just, you know, we become these little robots who go to the office every day. Like I like I could I could get on board, but it's what Cameron, the the eventual guy who took over, was saying. Like yes. be serious on some level, you know, and let yourself also build something that has that can stand over time like I didn't understand mm. the impatience I did not understand the the, the rapacious appetite more mm-hmm. more more more. you're doing so well why do you need 300 cities this soon venture capital used to be a bunch of people who had some means. let's better the city like we mm. need a railway or whatever and we will make money eventually but here's how it will do blah 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 and, and venture capitalists used to be like I'm putting in this it has longevity it could be great for everybody involved in the future and yes i'll make money on the back end there is also that Mm. motivation but now it's here's a new app it could whatever everybody's rushing not to get left out on missing facebook i'm not even thinking about is this actually a net good for society is this actually helpful and Anyway, so yeah, Rebecca talking about how we need to have conscious entrepreneurship. I'm actually very on board with what that is defined as in some instances, as in don't just entrepreneur for entrepreneur's sake. While you're making a business, don't just go fleecing everybody involved. Really figure out what is your added value by doing this. And as you do it, are you doing it ethically? Is well being at the center of all of those who are involved in helping you achieve this vision, blah, blah, blah. That's what I take it to mean. (sighs) But when you're doing that and you're doing it in such a detached way and you think you can just float into, you know, this capitalist society and be like, let's fly away. And and you're drinking yourselves into oblivion, banging gongs in the office, making it seem like we're on fantasy island here. You have to have some balance, bruh.
0: I've got many thoughts about what you just said. (laughs) to that very last point i think uh, we crashed and super pumped were quite rushed but i've been reading about how a lot of the stuff they covered covered in super in we crashed rather like you say they centered the relationship between rebecca and adam and i think what we lost was the actual cult-like vibes that they had there the drug use the alcohol abuse and all of how rampant things were in the like the toxic nature of the workplace I think they focus so much on the Adam and Rebecca story that I kind of felt a a bit detached from why it crashed. You know, the story that came out Uh, eventually about Adam in the Wall Street Journal. I felt like that was the story. Mm. And we didn't, I felt like the show itself didn't really explore that about how he, you know, would Talk about how right. he was a trillionaire, how he thought himself to be like Jesus, how he did all of those vibes I didn't feel were as explored. Right. Um right. well, yeah, yeah. I would, so, I,
1: would, so I, would so I
0: would just in yeah. that in that, but when we talk about this whole stuff with Netflix recently just a bunch of the decisions they've been talking about like there was a time where they were speaking about the password things about not sharing they were going to remove yeah. the sharing option or whatever and now they've been talking about um, putting ads and a lot of it for me it came back to this thing about scale and how yeah the whole thing with these companies is having to keep that grow, they have to growing keep
1: going. exactly and
0: and I felt like that with we with we crashed and super pumped and the the, the battle that both i felt like adam and travis were fighting is firstly wanting to be unicorns right in that silicon valley way Wanting to be the next biggest company, to be in the top three, to be the top thing, to be compared to an Elon Musk, to be compared to Bill Gates, to be compared to Google, to all of those. And then there is also the idea that I think a lot of these companies, they have to keep, there's this thing of having to keep growing and not being able to keep up with the behind the thing. I don't get it. Like you yeah. said, I don't get it either, but I can imagine, I have to imagine that there must be some sort, even with the Theranos thing, there, there were things where it kept like, you have to speed up, you have to get results like as soon as possible. And it just feels like, why? Why yes. do we have to have so many? Why do we have to infiltrate every city with Ubers? Why do we have to at this at such a quick rate? Why do we have to burn so many, many millions? There was a time when, when yeah. we was burning 58 million per day,
1: a day, yeah. But, because the idea is that you want to be in business forever and you want to beat any company, beat the competition, and then also block the anybody from ever being a conceivable competitor. I
0: mean. You know, the Rebecca thing, when she speaks about being the soul of the company, when (laughs) Anne Hathaway is giving that speech and she's like, I realize what I am. I'm not a maverick. I'm not a muse. I'm I'm the soul of the company. (laughs) Girl. But the whole thing about raising consciousness of, you know, the world or whatever and the conscious entrepreneurship, I completely, I'm on the same page as you. It's like, I get that. And I, I, because on the other hand of like, watching super pumps the whole vibe was i mean the questions that he'd ask in the interviews are you an a-hole and if you said yes you are hired and it was completely the opposite it just felt yeah. like i believe a lot of the principles rebecca was spewing up you know even uh what's an ariana huffington in in super pumps about yeah. like meditation and like getting centered and all of that was fantastic it was just it just felt like these are not the people because these people are horrid
1: let me tell you and there was also one of my favorite moments too now that you speak of it just generally like this what's represented as rebecca's delusion because it's interesting because adams at least gets paid off like it seems like he's deluded but then he gets an investment for 4.4 billion from us yep. son. So how do you deny that there's kind of maybe something there? You know, yes. but Rebecca was very interesting. And that scene uh, with her and Alicia Kennedy, who's the character in the show, but um, is it based directly on a real life person, but is like a composite, I think, of people yes. or something like that. Or I read somewhere that she's based on another woman called Julia Rice or something like that.
0: Not or mm-hmm. something,
1: that's actually her name, who was from Soul Cycle. Um, oh, And yes. anyway, so that's the. America
0: Ferreira she, was fantastic, by the way.
1: that That's all that I'm gonna say. I was just here to say, love America Ferreira. She's always just amazing. <laughs> and she was great in this show. And yeah, it's just kind of the goings on are kind of like wild <laughs> in this space and the influence of working with a partner. And getting yourself into that vortex where the two of you are reinforcing. And there's love there. I think that's why mm-hmm. they do it. But, like, they're reinforcing each other's delusion. And it was just very interesting oh to word. watch from both the dropout and the We Crash perspective. Even though for, for sure. We crashed, it was definitely played more for comedy and heightened for the drama of it all. Yes, and, and
0: we spoke yeah. about that delusion thing about like being in a rela- yeah. r- romantic relationship, and I, I honestly, and I said to you before we recorded, like, who would tell me, like, if it was me and my partner, me, like, who would tell me, like, that we are delusional if we're feeling <laughs> <each> other? <laughs> who's gonna tell me?
1: And especially if you are rich and in your castle and not listening to any outsiders who tell you about, because that's what they would do. Anyone. Anyway, do you remember when Rebecca Newman was firing people for bad energy? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are, every time she says us, oh, my love, I know exactly what we need to do. We need to have a school. And he's like, you're brilliant. You're fantastic. Like, you You're didn't sure even think that. any further about this they want to we bike we house we jump we dive like they want really? to be everything it's truly it was too we much. played um <laughs> we played we fly we fly that was it we fly so I, I enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed watching this show. It was definitely, all three shows give you that, that shadow that they talk about. Like, and that's why I think they're so popular because it's a sweet spot. You're like, let's watch these people think they're amazing (laughs) and then crash and burn. I was going to ask what you thought about, well, super pumped. Because I feel like we've been light on super pumped in general. I think one of the reasons you and I are probably like the bias that's there. Is it was so male driven except for oh. Ariana Huffington and uh, the the one woman character.
0: Yes. What was her name?
1: Tristan. She had a masculine name. Austin. I forget what it was. Austin. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it was just yeah, it was kind of a lot to watch. Um, These like dude bros Dude bro everywhere Yes know? it was so dude bro And I and so competitive So it's it's like I was saying to you Like I said earlier Even in We Crush Adam is like you want war You know he's ready to fight with people And that's how Travis was from the beginning He was yep. like I will crush any and everything I will do illegal things I don't care because I will disrupt And once it's working and people have money nobody cares Which is actually not false But also sheesh you know was this place really allowed to exist? This toxic, toxic, toxic air that we're all breathing here. And just how rampant the whateverness approach towards sexual harassment was in the workplace. Very much like, oh, I don't know, that guy's a high performer. So I think you're going to want to move teams. Yeah, he's we'll my so. manager and he keeps texting me about his open relationship and asking me out.
0: Uh, can somebody talk to him, please? You're gonna have to move to a different team. Can you imagine yeah. they say that? Well, sure, that show crushed my soul. Okay. And- yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> it was
1: not your favorite. You were very upset the whole time.
0: I was upset the whole time. I think, you know, okay, we crashed for me. I felt I had a difficulty because I have a difficulty with Jared Leto. He's a bit extreme as an actor, I guess, his method, and that's great that's not even why i have a problem with him i think my issues have to do with he's been in the past accused of sexual assaults and also the whole 30 seconds to mars cult vibes that they have Uh, yeah we it's super pumped i felt touched me in my studio for many reasons i initially the first two episodes i didn't like it because I felt a bit like it was going over my head now hear me it felt so fast and a lot yeah. of the concepts and I think it's there was a way the style of they the tried show to explain it yeah yeah
1: yeah I think they were trying to be in that energy of the dude bro
0: you know yes the, yeah and the voice yeah. of the guy explaining a bunch a bunch of things um yeah. but, but I still didn't quite get some of the things i I was like okay but eventually i think from episode four i was three like three four five i was in it and i got what was like i got the show because what i realized was that joseph gordon levitt i love him so much is actually playing a character i'm not meant to love because that's what oh. <laughs> I didn't get in the beginning. Yeah. I was like,
1: Yeah, I've not ever oh, been to root for I, this guy and I'm Amy not Pooley. supposed to,
0: yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I was I enjoyed it then because I was like, Oh, he is horrible, and I'm supposed to feel like that. It's fine, that's intentional. Um, whereas I felt like why am I not liking Joseph Gordon? <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's it's because Travis is not great, yeah. And Dude bro thing, oh
1: <laughs> Portia. <laughs> I will. I don't understand how there was that culture of hardcore partying. Um, I guess yep. it's like work hard, play hard. That scene where they're going over the damages they have to pay for
0: yes, for the wrecking
1: hotel. for wrecking the hotel for wrecking Vegas. Uh, and these are the parts that, to me, are very demonstrative of privilege. Right? Is like, yeah, you know that there's human beings who clean up after you, right? Yeah, you know that which isn't to say you're never allowed to be raucous or messy. There's a maid service for a reason. But I think throwing televisions through windows, like actually doing structural damage to to a place, you know what I mean? Just crashing trucks and cars and being wild and that behavior being rewarded is a little bit... And, and just laughed at casually really puts a bit of taste in my
0: mouth. Um, it, was, it was like for me an indication of yeah. the disregard for people that that the that uber culture had and yeah. when we go back to speak about like the sexual harassment that would have we rampant and rewarded that you're speaking about is yeah. there was an absolute disregard for the humanity of specifically the women in the company because yeah. this is a guy's this is the guy's guy's place, and you've got to be able to hang. And if you can't hang, then you're not, you, you don't belong at Uber. And hanging, yeah. if you're a woman, really does mean like you've got to accept that we're gonna hit on you and we have every right to do so because we own the biggest bucks here. We make this place work. Yeah. And yeah. the that's that entitlement and disregard, and for women also in the space to be telling that, you know, not just, let's not say women, but HR in those places, even in the We Crushed one, where like, we talk about Rebecca firing people for vibes, to be HR yeah. to go tell people like, I'm sorry, I'm like so you're going have to and bear it. There, there or, is that great bye. scene where
1: he goes, what does bad energy mean? And she's like, I don't, know what to tell you know um, you I, I always thought so this is what's confusing me and I realized I have to go talk to some HR professionals and find out about this like do you I thought HR had legal requirements to follow that would be that would bar that sort of request but now I'm like okay I think there's more like internal vibes that you chat with the, the people of the company And you have to do what they say. How do HR people get fired? Who do they report to? It was just so weird because I was like, would somebody listen and actually fire someone for bad energy? Surely there's a clause in their employment contract that requires a little bit more than
0: that. I think, you know, I'm not sure in America, in South Africa, there are labor laws which bar employers from just firing you for no good reason.
1: Yeah. Um yeah.
0: so you can't just be unfairly dismissed like that. That would be an unfair dismissal. But from what I understand in America, and I don't know that it's the same across states, is you can just get fired, like for yeah. whatever. Like you don't need a fair just like process. I don't and, I don't know. But what I do know for sure is that HR in any country, specifically with high performers, and that's one of the yeah. reasons we super pumped left me super unpumped because we spoke about like at the end I you know Travis spoke in the beginning like you you guys aren't super pumped (laughs) I was not super I was super unpumped at the end I felt like it crushed my soul that of course again these people are not all bad but I did feel like you you spoke about like they walked away with hundreds of millions and the thing about for me, the sexual harassment or even working in a toxic work environment is that it stays the toxicity, the harassment, the assault, the stain, the abuse, it stays with the, with the victim of it. Yes. And a lot of the times, and I know this from having seen it in real life, a friend of mine who was, who was sexually harassed in the workplace and that person, the person who sexually harassed her, she reported it to HR that person got basically promoted and she she was at risk of losing her of not getting promoted actually at at a later stage because she complained and I know that HR everywhere is like that with high performance high performing people don't feel the consequences and I was left super unpumped because I felt like I will not, you know, I believe in that thing of do not grow tired of doing good. But I yeah. felt very tired at the end of it because yeah. I felt like, ooh, there yeah. were a lot of yeah. people that were hurting, that were abused, yeah. that were in this toxic environment. And he, it seems like, was unrepentant. And um, the way yeah. Gordon jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, portrayed Travis at the end, I don't know.
1: There was that one moment of... Feeling because his parents have that boat accident and he loses his mother, and that's mm. just painful universally. But at the same time, you're hurting people all day, every day. Your ambition is all that matters. You want to kick people out. You want to. It's the same. Like both him and Adam had that thing. Remember when Adam was like, "We're firing the entire board. Nobody's going yes. to us what to do, buddy." But the, way, the says, only way you got to this point was by appointing yes, the board. Like it was all good when yes. it was in your favor. And now you want to shut it down. You went and begged Bill Gurley to get on board with you. Now he actually advises you and is trying to help you. And you're like, he's just a douchebag who wants to do, who's, who's old school, wants to take over. Help me, help me get rid of him. It, exactly.
0: Know? And even when Adam Newman spoke about and I felt it was the same. You didn't want drivers to get tipped. My gosh. Like, yes. And he talks yeah. about, like, when Adam Newman speaks about um, in the show, he speaks about, like, uh, the guy this anthony edwards who keeps playing the he was the guy yes the lawyer in, him. He, oh, <laughs> in he, he keeps playing Downs a banker zone. he keeps playing yeah. a financier who is very um, much on the wrong team every single time oh, he's always getting dupes, and he says to him like you he's can't play like, the it's... same character in <laughs> and we crash it's so funny and he says to adam like you can't play this like you, you make you you can't make it um run this like it's a monarchy or like it's a you know and and adam's like but it is it is i'm the king essentially and travis and the travis week in supercamps was the same it's like i'm the king of this castle i am uber same with adam i am we work they they had yeah. that sort of similar they are the demigods they felt yeah. they it, the way and they that's were the whole-
1: cult of the the founder thing because that's it's a debate that goes on once you have a startup and you have board members and stuff like what do you do with the founders because often they're actually i will say for super Punk, i was very invested in a lot of very interesting discussions that were happening between the investors and how to handle the fallout when you have an out-of-control founder and just the general yes. philosophical discussions around this is what the role of a board member is this is what the you know mm-hmm. it's like you have young co-founders who don't really want to pump the brakes on anything and then you've got older folks who want to be like be cautious but at the same time they don't know anything about the product that's being built they're just going on their experience from old school I forget what I was trying to say but in short it was a wild ride
0: we can probably end with just um, a quick flame for all three. Okay. So you have to come up with one for all three. We're doing okay. our awards, your best okay. male and your best female lead. Okay.
1: So my best, okay, let me think about this. Let me look at this, the slate. So my best female, ma- my best male and my best female lead. So my best male lead, I'm going to say is, is Jared Letter, as Adam Newman. And uh, this is just purely in terms of the work that was done. I don't think, I just feel like he was doing more. I, I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm swayed by the accent. And because mm-hmm. I think they both got kind of easy roles to play, both him and Jared. Like I think playing an asshole... We all know our baser instincts that we try to get away from every day. So if you're telling me I get to just unleash them, you know, <laughs> um, or I get to be crazy delusional, I, I think that in terms of doing a loud performance, they both got a lot to work with. And I'm going to mm-hmm. give it to Jared because he had to do an accent and, you know, be in love the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With his wife and do also, he, he seemed to just be doing more than Joseph, I will say. So I'm going to give it mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And then my best female lead, this is stuff. It has to go to Amanda because she's carrying the show, but I have to give a shout out to Annie. Annie brought it too as Rebecca. The way she would be completely devastated over these things that for me are very superficial and ridiculous. <laughs> I would be, remember when she was on the on the podcast, uh, when they show her on the podcast, oh, when, yes. they're like, what makes you sad? And she's like, the children. You know, she's yes. like, yeah. I'm like, oh no, I hate that I don't fully buy this, even though this is how we should all be moved. I don't know, Rebecca.
0: So Yeah. <laughs> What about you? I will say Joseph because because you went so hard. In, you, I
1: know how you feel
0: about Jared. <laughs> That's fine. Part of me is like, was he even acting, Jared Leto? Like <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop I think, it, stop, it, um, stop it. I, I think for me, because Joseph Gordon Levitt, I always see him as the guy from Ten Things Ahead About You. And super sweet and I loved him there and I just feel and all the guy in 500 days of summer like he's always that character so this one was something really different for me I really enjoyed him here. of yeah. course I have to agree female for me are definitely Amanda yeah. I actually saw the the podcast of the real Rebecca Newman the mm-hmm. video and she is totally sounds exactly like that like the thing she's saying Anne Hathaway got it a hundred percent I just gotta say like she really got the the character version of like the vibes she got it. Yeah. And then you're are you Team Theranos, Team Uber or Team WeWork?
1: <laughs> what and from what point of view? Okay. If I were to to if I were to be involved in any of these scandals as an employee, I think I would yes. like to end up at, oh man, but I'm a woman, so Uber is a hard choice. I just feel I would have liked to be an early employer at WeWork because my shares would still be pretty good. Most people who were hired later didn't. Early hires actually oh, okay. made out kind of okay. And that's the other uh, questionable thing I heard on that podcast where Scott was saying, I don't got all this money, he didn't give any of it to the employees.
0: Like, yeah. Why?
1: So I think I would want to be, because also I think team work was more fun. The, like, Uber True. wouldn't be too dude bro I I don't want to get sexually harassed. Don't want to be anywhere near Theranos because <laughs> I don't want to have the people's healthcare on my hands. No. So I would be, we crashed. We I would crash with the because I, I think I'd go to summer camp a couple of times, <laughs> watch Run DMC at my office. You know, whatever they got at the beginning, I'm here for it. I, I want to be, I
0: like a gong. I'd bang a gong. Why not? So I like, I'd bang a gong. <laughs> Yeah. I I actually have to um on one level so team Theranos, the I what I understood from it was like the labs were very different culture to what was happening on the floors. They had a much healthier culture on the floors. There's a part of me that's like, I would have loved to have been part of a company where, I've, where it was like we were really changing the face of medicine. And it was really yeah. like, it was a real, you really believed that you were doing something good for the world, but I would yeah. never want that on my CV, especially now that it turns out fake. So I 100% agree. I would have been at WeWork every damn day, enjoying my life. Yeah. And even today, we work is legitimately a place you can work, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, team team we work, definitely. And then your worst, your worst unicorn. For me, my worst unicorn is is Uber. Okay. Okay. Is Theranos? Because like we've spoken about this before, there was nothing and they harmed people. However, yeah. yeah. taking that out of it, um, okay. which is a huge thing to take out. Yeah For me, it's Uber. <laughs>
1: It's Uber um,
0: for the people that worked there. They were my worst unicorn of the three unicorns. No,
1: I actually would disagree. I would say it's we oh. that Oh. Yeah, because Uber still exists in its original form. They took out the head people, but they still have engineers teams. They've changed the culture in it. But work. lots of people who work there had to just disappear, like leave and go make different lives. And I feel like at Uber, you still know what you're doing, which is you're making a car service. I feel like people at WeWork got duped into thinking they were doing something more. I'm hoping that most like, low-level employees were like, we know what this is, I'm here for my paycheck so I can live my little life, you know? But I feel like it's messy that they called everybody part of the WeWork family and then uh, yes, they got yes. so screwed in this way. So in terms of just, if I'm looking at the, sh- at the, at the question from the moment of Travis at his worst and Adam at their, their worst and leaving, I would say we work as worse than Uber, for except you. for the yes, women. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah, for the women. <sighs> yeah, then, then all of them were bad, up and down, up and down. They were all really mean... were the worst.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's that's that. I think really to sum it all up about all of these unicorns and everything that went into all of these brands and the ideas, especially the beginnings of these companies um we've got a quote from cameron lautner who um is in we crashed and it's in that last episode and he talks about work is work hey and you're just going to come here for a fair wage and whatever because what it comes down to is and the quote starts you deluded Mm. yourselves because you forgot what every child knows unicorns don't exist
1: yep i think that's about right um i mean listen if you're working in tech if you're working in a startup if they're selling you a story and in the podcast like i said like nowadays your like your projections your numbers almost don't matter as much as your vision and your storytelling ability that might be the most important key indicator to the success of a startup these days Just don't get caught up. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. (laughs) Probably is. Be careful. Um, And just take care of yourself first. Never forget best tip I've ever heard from... And very relevant to this from Lacey Mosley of Scam Goddess podcast fame. Um, she's also on the Black Lady Sketch Show, which is definitely a show we should discuss, by the way, in our wheelhouse. She always says, don't forget that you can quit right in the middle of your job. You don't have to give two weeks notice. <laughs> of like You can leave things behind as soon as they start to look shady. In the middle of your shift, exit. Do not pass go, do not collect 200. Leave a bad situation as soon as possible <laughs> okay i look forward to chatting soon
0: <laughs> thanks Porsche.
1: bye <laughs> bye
0: that is so funny
1: thanks for listening you can follow us on instagram at assume it will be brilliant pod
0: and if you have any queries questions or comments please email us at assume it will be brilliant at gmail.com and remember
1: step out into the unknown as assume- you it will be brilliant.
0: If you want to support the show and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts.